Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. my studio audience and welcome to the 20th episode of trend chat i'm your host brian bledsoe i really appreciate y'all listening in and if you want to connect with us on social media whether it's facebook instagram twitter it's all the same name trend chat 24 7 and we're coming to you from south carolina i actually don't know what city i'm actually in but i'm in about maybe 20 miles north of columbia South Carolina and I really appreciate y'all listening in and I'm just thinking back as far as 20 episodes I didn't even imagine doing one episode and here I am at 20 and right now we're over 500 plays on Spreaker which is um, I, I every time I mention in these numbers for me it's definitely something I never thought about a year ago having even one play let alone 500 so I really appreciate every every one of those plays and everyone that has been listening so far and because of this 20th episode we have a 
have a guest. Um, we'll be talking with the founder and the executive director of the Young Latino Leadership Caucus, Brittany Lopez, and we'll be t- talking with her in the, in a few minutes. But um, definitely want to touch on the I, I was probably said number one trend right now, given that it happened today. That is be uh, Afghanistan, and the United States dropped what what has been called the mother of all bombs, a twenty one thousand pound bomb, uh, the largest non nuclear bomb on Afghanistan, on a uh, I guess a tunnel complex that they had there as far as their uh, st- uh, st- strategic. Um, tunnels that they've used and so hey what you can't what i can say is that this is one of those promises um that was made during the campaign that he has that president trump has fulfilled in one i mean just in one sense and just this one case where he he said and you know he said i'm going to bomb the bleep poop i guess you could say <laughs> out of out of isis and in this sense i mean that's it's pretty much doing it if you're dropping as they say the mother of all bombs on them and don't know what else is going to occur after this but uh that happened today and i'm guessing that's going to be Right now, I'm guessing that's going to be the main topic as far as what is the fallout of that and what's going to happen, how ISIS is going to respond and whatnot. So that's about all I have on that. And that's all I'm going to get into. And and as far as any other trends, I was just thinking about um, as far as lawsuits and as far as I guess lawsuits that are trending right now. One would be the lawsuit Tommy Laren has against Glenn Beck and the Blaze. And also there's another lawsuit um, that I'm pretty sure people have heard about because the the topic of United Airlines is not going away. I talked about it on Tuesday and Wednesday. The memes just kept flowing. I mean, the jokes are just non-ending when, <laughs> when we come to United Airlines. I mean, I, it's like I'm seeing a new one every time I'm going down the, my feed, just seeing more memes, more jokes. I mean, it just it it's the gift that keeps on giving United Airlines right now. <laughs> and so speaking of that, there is a lawsuit because the the passenger that was dragged out, um, Dr. Dow, I don't know if he's saying his name right, but he is suing American Airlines, which is should not be shocking. I mean, regardless of if how you see whether on whether you're on United Airlines side or the doctor's side, you, you knew a lawsuit was coming. So, and it's funny thinking about both of those lawsuits, whether we're talking about Tom Laren or Dr. Dow. Uh, actually. I don't think neither lawsuit is gonna is gonna stick really. I I mean I'm not a lawyer, obviously. I mean I can always, I can maybe talk to some lawyers about it and but as far as except for like uh Tommy Laren's uh her lawsuit uh saying she was wrongfully terminated, but she, the if you listen to the interview on Nightline yesterday, 
um, she's still getting paid. So that's kind of it's kind of hard to say you're being fired and why you're still being paid. And, and then she had another issue about her Facebook page not being not being able to use her Facebook page. Now, I don't know how many people. Um, I don't know everything as far as how that how it went as far as her Facebook page goes, but I'm a, I know that's a that was a point she made in her interview and also in her in the lawsuit. But I remember before she was on the Blaze, she didn't have a Facebook page. So I know someone uh, I think Dan Abrams talked about in that interview was that if it's her personal page, then she has every right to to have control of it. But if it's the Blaze that created a page, then you know then it's their page. Because like I remember before Tommy Lahren came on to the Blaze, she was on One America News, um, basically doing the same thing she that she was doing on the Blaze. And at that time, I remember she uh, she only had Twitter and I think Instagram, but I know she didn't have Facebook. But then once she joined the Blaze, all of a sudden she had a Facebook page. Now, I don't know if she created the page for um, when she joined the Blaze or did did the Blaze created that page. So that's really the issue. And I mean, I guess it's kind of a minor issue. I guess not to her because her Facebook page has like four point five million followers so i'm i'm guessing she really would like to um, have control of that given that it is her name on it but then it becomes a legal issue just like i said it depends if if it if she created a page or they created a page or whatnot but either way i also think the whole lawsuit in general i don't i don't see how see i mean in the court of public opinion i think she'll win but in the actual court I don't see her winning this out. Um, and, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe she already knows that, but still have to have to show something, at least as far as, you know, I, I at least tried or something like that. I don't know. Um, and also with the, the good doctor. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I guess the media got a lot of, got a lot of dirt on um, the, the, the doctor. I don't know if he was so good if he's, you know, trading prescriptions for sex and whatnot so maybe he's not such a great doctor but uh the lawsuit that he's having them that he's going to have with united airlines that's um i mean well one i was thinking about this one thing i didn't mention on tuesday is that this whole situation the fact they dragged him out because his name was chosen by random on on a computer and but then he was dragged out and I've already heard, I mean, obviously everyone's an expert, <laughs> um, but in reading some things about, about the procedures, at least, that once you get on the plane, um, it seems that then they shouldn't be able to take you off once you get on. Now, they can keep you from boarding the plane, but once you're seated, then you should be able to say, now, look, like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm just, just going from what i'm reading from just number of sources and that's kind of the one i'm kind of sticking with i think that sounds correct at least um but nevertheless there is there was another procedure that it seemed like united got cheap <laughs> to where okay so they can they're offering people 
more than what they paid for to get off the you know to get off and for the these employees uh united employees to to board to do whatever but um if if i'm not mistaken they offered once and twice um i, I forgot thinking one was like 400 then it was 800 then they stopped offering but they could have kept on offering money it seemed like they got a little cheap because i don't know maybe Maybe everybody on that plane had somewhere they had to be. I don't know. Maybe that was the case. Um, but I mean, if someone, if I paid, uh, let's see, I paid 400 bucks for this ticket um, and they were offering 800. Maybe I wouldn't because, okay, 800 depends on how bad I have to get to where I need to go to. Now, they were getting up to like, I don't know, what, $2,000. I don't know how high they can go, but they could have went higher from what I heard. They could. They could have at least went higher before they went to this measure of pulling the, you know, whoever off the plane. So I'm thinking like, OK, well, maybe if they got up to maybe a thousand and, and especially if I paid four hundred and I can make it six hundred bucks and be inconvenienced for what, a couple of couple of more hours, get six hundred dollars in my pocket. I mean, hey, <laughs> for me, I'm just like I said, I don't know. Maybe everybody on that plane had somewhere they had to absolutely be at that particular hour when they land. I think it was going to Louisville, but I don't know. Maybe everybody had was just, you know, just bent on having to get there. I can imagine somebody could have, you know, like if if they would have offered a little bit more, maybe someone would have voluntarily got up. But, hey, you know. I, it's just the thought that I'm having uh, <laughs> about that whole situation, and um, so that I think that was about about the main two. Um, I guess the trends that are going on. Like I said, I, I'm I just I'm constantly seeing memes about United Airlines right now. Still, I could just go on my <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's <laughs> I can just go down a couple of couple of links next thing I know I'll see another one another meme whether we're talking whether they're putting together the movie airplane to something or the walking dead or star wars or <laughs> um I can't yeah I think that's about all I can think of at least off the top of my head but um and actually it's funny because then Sean Spicer had his moment when he was kind of I guess had to I get uh, the he misspoke or just had the mistake of speaking about Hitler using not using chemical weapons and that blew and the fun thing about it, that blew up for like a second, but then it went away because everyone was still clowning on on United Airlines still. So uh, Sean Spice, I'm like, wow, thank you, United Airlines. Y'all are still, <laughs> y'all are still the topic, the hot topic right now. So, and the NBA playoffs seems to be shaping up. Uh, I guess more people are gonna will probably start watching now. <laughs> if you wasn't watching during the regular season, but now they're starting to get started and in it, well, hockey playoffs and baseball season just started up, and the Cubs finally won. World Series. I know I'm not breaking any news, but I'm just just thinking about the Cubs won the World Series last year, and 
man, it would have been cool. They would have won on the year back to the future. Said that they were going to win the World Series. That would have been like, I think it was off by like a year, but that would have been something else that they would have won on the year back to back to the future. Said that they were going to win the World Series, but um, also um, I know I know I just came across seeing Dan Rooney, owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, died, and you know yes, that's. That's all, you know, as the days go, we're just going to continue to see, you know, someone well, famous or or not is passing away. And it's always a constant reminder that, you know, life is fleeting. You know, whether we're talking about Dan Rooney, I mean, when Dan Rooney was, you know, up in age, but that still doesn't matter. We have plenty of people who die each each and every day. And uh, I constantly think about abortion, you know, where you have thousands of babies not even get a chance to take their first breath. So it's definitely the whenever just thinking about just death in general and just realizing you have someone like Mr. Rooney who who was able to live a full life, you know, just a life in general, and think about the thousands of babies who who don't even have that chance, and it's that's always a hard thing to think about. At least that's that's what comes to my mind a lot of times when um, we talk about death, and um, but uh, don't want to get too depressing on you, but that that, that is all always something in the front of my mind when when we're talking about talking about topics like that so and like I said this is the 20th episode and I am so grateful grateful for Spreaker for having this platform and as I mentioned on Tuesday we are featured on the narrative times website uh, definitely appreciate everyone there to having us on the website and we also will be featured on the uh, politics website uh if not this week or probably next week and um definitely appreciate uh, politics having us on on their website and also i would encourage you to pick up the new politics book um titled Politics, A Clarion Call to Political Activism, which is available on Amazon and I think we may be on Barnes and Noble now or soon. But um one of my feet one of my articles is featured in that book and it's an updated version of what is on the website. And the article is about my journey to become a delegate for the uh, Republican National Convention in Cleveland last year and you can read the original version and also other articles that I've written for Politics and just go to politics.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe and one of the articles would be about uh, I forgot the actual title of it on the website but it's about my journey to become a delegate national delegate last year and on the in the book, I added a little more, just basically because in the 
original version, it stopped at where I was at the state convention in Texas. And in the book, it just goes further out, you know, after I've gotten to Cleveland and whatnot. Also, um, just added a, some people in that article in the book. So I definitely wanted to thank some people and acknowledge um, as you know many people as I could because whether becoming a delegate or even just doing this podcast or going being on the politics or the narrative times it's, all of this is not just me it's a lot of people that have really helped me in doing any number of these opportunities that I'm able to take advantage of and um, I'm definitely very grateful for everyone that has helped us so far so and so in saying that like I said earlier uh, we have a guest on this episode and I definitely want to to get to Miss Brittany Lopez and like I said in the um, earlier that uh, she is the founder and executive director of the Young Latino Leadership Caucus and also she is a event planning intern at the Leadership Institute which I, in the interview which was recorded earlier I, I mentioned this already but um, I definitely admire young people like Brittany Lopez and I know we in the interview we talked about Turning Point USA and and uh, you know organizations like Turning Point USA or Future Female Leaders or the Network of an Empowered Women or just a lot of these organizations that are out here that are engaging with millennials for conservative causes. I'm definitely am very very proud to 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 know of these organizations and to talk to people connected with these organizations and um and here is um my interview with Miss Brittany. Hello, this is Trent Chat. I'm your host Brian Bledsoe. And we are pleased to have the founder and executive director of the Young Latino Leadership Caucus and also an event planning intern at the Leadership Institute, uh, Miss Brittany Lopez, how are you doing? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and you also have another project that I want to get into later on. But first, let's kind of, I guess, first tell us about the Young Latino Leadership Caucus. Like, what's it sure. all about? The Young Latino Leadership Caucus, um, we formed in 2015. Turning Point USA hosted their first annual uh, Young Latino Leadership summit in Chicago, and it just brought a bunch of conservative listeners together, and we kind of formed a fellowship and a network. We decided that um, we wanted to take this um, further, and outside of just the normal um, conservative movement, we wanted to make it a movement for Latinos because um, we are, I guess, a minority within a minority. You know, not only we are conservative, um, we are Latino, so... Um, we wanted to build a fellowship and make this a nationwide thing to help other Latinos um, branch out into their political endeavors, which is kind of hard, um, not because of the opportunity, but because of the um, 
I guess, confidence. Um, there's not a lot of diversity in the conservative movement. So just to have um, that cultural relevance um, and support um, from other Latinos around the country, um, that is why we made this caucus. Well, I definitely understand about being a minority of a minority because sometimes I think about mm-hmm. as far as being Christian, and like, that's a minority in a minority in a minority of a minority. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I definitely understand that. Now, uh, now, so you're also with the Leadership Institute. Now, I'm pretty sure most people who are listening probably know. Maybe they don't. So I guess give a little bit about the Leadership Institute. Yeah, the Leadership Institute is a nonprofit organization that trains conservatives all over the country. Um, we are based out of Arlington, and I am an intern for them uh, in the events department. I took some time off school and some time off working to um, do some political navigating in Washington, D.C., and they gave me the great opportunity of um, of hosting me as an intern here in Washington. So um, I'm getting a lot of experience from it. It's really great. Okay. Well, given the fact of of both of your positions, well, let's get into a little bit of political topics. Now, right now we are at, I don't know what day we're at, but I know we're close to the end of President Trump's uh, first 100 days. So uh, what's your thoughts of how he's doing so far? I know we have a couple more days left, but how do you think he's doing so far now? I think he's doing excellent, um, far better than what I think America had planned. Um, we definitely had high hopes and hopes that it would turn out this way, and I think he's surprising a lot of people with his uh, political moves and his cabinet selection. Um, what I just heard on the news today, which was quite surprising and great, um, was the fact that 72% of immigration, of illegal immigration happening in this country went down um, on a monthly basis um, in in 17 years, I believe. And he hasn't built a wall yet, and already, <laughs> like, this problem is fixing itself. So hopefully, I'm not a fan of the wall because of the um, the, the budgeting that has to go into it. Um, I'm from Miami, and... Um, I live around a lot of Cubans, so we all know that a wall doesn't stop immigration. Um, We have people literally on rafts uh, coming into America. But, yeah, so this wall hasn't happened, and 72%, you know, of immigration went – of illegal immigration went down. So that's just amazing that, you know, without any force and without a wall. So it's it's kind of a problem that's fixing itself just on rhetoric. Yeah, that is funny because – um, I know right now as far as the budget going and already talking about as far as the funds and whatnot, as, if they were going to build a wall and the, how, where that's kind of getting caught up now. And and now you have these you know stats now that you are talking about as far as immigration going out and haven't even built the wall yet. <laughs> and so yeah. I, who, who knows where it's going to go as far as – I'm pretty sure that's about to be used in the budget discussions and where that, like, well, you don't have to build it now because you already have slowed it down 72%. So now, now um, as far as, well, recently, uh, well, as far as yesterday, uh, Neil Gorsuch was confirmed as uh, the, um, well, I forgot the number now, but um, it's in the hundreds <laughs> as far as uh, joining the Supreme Court. and. So what do you 
what do you thought about him and as far as the process that well, given that they had to use the nuclear option and whatnot, so well, what are your thoughts about that? Um, so I'm not too educated on the nuclear option. Uh, as far as um, the new Supreme Court justice, um, I, I've, I've read a background of him. He is, you know, an exceptional constitutionalist, and a lot of his uh, decision making um, has to do in an anonymous choosing. So his non-biased, um, his non-biased way of um, ruling. Uh, has definitely been shown. Um, I don't understand. Of course, he has some political background in the conservative movement, and he he's entitled to his own opinion. Um, you know, we shouldn't ignore that, but and we shouldn't condemn him for doing so. But I don't see why anyone would vote against him because of his constitutional ruling, and it, it's he's gotten most uh, unanimous votes. So um, I'm really glad with the choosing of, of and, you know, bringing him on board. I think it was, you know, one of the better cabinet and administration uh, decisions of Trump's administration. Okay. So now, with being with the Young Latino Leadership Caucus, what um, what type of reception are you getting within the Latino community? Oh, uh, so... It's great because we use Facebook and social media. I mean, uh, we definitely emphasize on young. Um, there's a lot of, you know, old, old-fashioned uh, constitutional Latinos out there, and they're all involved in the GOP. But, um, you know, we we need to bring, I guess, the spice to the Republican Party or the conservative movement because uh, we do have some libertarians in the caucus um, and some unaffiliated uh party members um we definitely emphasize on young so definitely people in the conservative movement who are young are really reacting to our social media and um, we are getting a lot of support from people who are not even latinos they just want to know what's going on with our group um what the development is um we have a lot of support from turning point usa who was kind of the um the base of our founding um, so it's, it's been great. Um, ever, ever since we started the Facebook page, I believe within like a week, we've gotten like over a hundred likes. So from across the country, it's not even the people that, you know, we necessarily know very well. So it's, it's been, we've been getting a really good reaction. Yeah, I definitely admire the organization's light turning point. Um, actually, I'm going to be able to attend the, uh, Young Women's Leadership Summit in Dallas. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a woman, but I'm, I'll be there <laughs> covering it for politics. And, um, oh, no, great. So, so uh, great. I, yeah, I'm, I definitely admire those organizations, especially that are engaging with the millennial gener- generation. It definitely is um, something I, I, I'm, I'm very supportive of, of their organization. Now, um, I like how you put in the word spice in there because we're going to get off to all this political stuff now <laughs> because the other project that you have, I, well, I don't know exactly what all, what all you're doing with it, but I did notice an Instagram account called Food with Brittany. So tell me something about that. Yeah, food is my passion, and um, it's, it's a really scary passion because you, know, you can't have too much of it, obviously. But um, one, it's expensive, and two, um, you know, health issues. But 
Um, that's just my, that's like my art, my, my outlet for art. Um, I was always an artistic person growing up. I lived in theater and music, um, and dance. And, um, I guess now I'm into photography. And one thing that I like to mix together is, um, like food and photography. So that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, I love going to restaurants. I think, you know, food is kind of a universal subject that everyone can relate with and everyone is open to trying. So um, that's just what I'm, that's like my side project. Um, I'm not really like wanting it to blow up. However, I would like to have, you know, a base of people who share, you know, their opinions on restaurants and just kind of like bring a community together because, you know, food is universal. Um, the first gathering or, you know, commodity event was, you know, a feast, around feasting. So, um, you know, that's just a good way of bringing up dialogue and making friends and, you know, sharing things around the community. Now, you know, anyone that knows me can probably tell I, I have no problem. I, I definitely love food. So but <laughs> now, I, now I know from some of the posts that you have on there, uh, some of the food I actually don't even know what I'm looking at, but but when you post on like burger and fries, I'm like, oh okay, I know what that is. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. down to trying anything. <laughs> now, I mean, I'm not as adventurous when it comes to food in general, but um, so I mean, what? So you're basically kind of just combining, like you said, photography and food. But I'm, I mean, mm -hmm. are you are you kind of like going? Um, I guess suggesting. Or I guess showcasing, but uh, I guess food that people maybe not know as well, or just um, yeah, general stuff. showcasing the diversity of restaurants. You know, you don't have to always go to a American Burger Bar. You know, there's there's such things like in Orlando we have Colombian Burger Bars, and everyone's like, "What's a Colombian Burger?" And then I have to like post a picture, and people are like, "Oh my gosh!" And you know, food is. Food blogging now is like a trend. Oh, okay. On Instagram a lot. Okay, now, now, uh, break that down because you you asked the question. Now I'm asking the question. What is a Colombian burger <laughs> bar? <laughs> yeah, a Colombian burger. It's it's not necessarily a bar, but Colombian burgers. Um, they add fruit in them. They have pineapple in them. Um, in Spanish, in the Latino uh, community, we have this thing called mayo quechua which is where we mix mayonnaise and ketchup, and we usually eat it with fries. But now, like, Goya, which is a, a Latino product, um, they've made it into a bottle, so you don't have to mix the both together. Mm. Um, and you can just, like, add the conveniences, buy it. Um, so we do mayo pichu, you know, like, a burger without mustard with mayo pichu, or pineapples, um, fruit, uh, there's, like, like guayaba, guayaba ketchup, which is a fruit, like a sweet fruit. Mm -hmm. into a ketchup. So, you know, it's just a you know, it's a different a spin on a burger. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm just oh, okay, that's that's a lot of variety there and yeah, I'm just Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about all these other places like you know, your regular kind of American burgers and just I mean they have a lot of variety too, but that's a whole nother variety. I mean, mayonnaise and ketchup, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, you usually eat it with fries, like and then they're like, well, let's put it on a burger. Uh, we eat, you know, some some meats with pineapple. We glaze it with some kind of fruit jelly or, you know, we cook it and make it sweet. And they put it on a burger. So, you know, that's it's quite interesting. Now, are you virtual, you know, are you going to 
you know, venture out into um, like some weird like type of food or like uh, I'm trying to think of um, just kind of the I'm thinking about the I forgot the name of that show now, but but uh, what Anthony Bourdain where he like was tasting all these different crazy type yeah, of food. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain yeah. has a show called um, No Reservations where he travels the world um, and studies food culture. And yeah. then Andrew Zimmer does Bizarre Food. Yes, now that's um, the one I was thinking about. Yes, the Bizarre Food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally one of my favorite shows. I will watch like every episode over and over because it's so interesting. He's so brave for doing it. He has a very good background story of um he was like an alcoholic and he became a chef and just kind of like you know founded you know his love for food and found you know happiness to travel with food and that's like hopefully like what I can retire to I can just travel and eat food and food <laughs> blog all over the world but wow. um yeah I'm definitely I mean, if it smells bad, I might not try it, but if it looks good, like, like this is his motto, like, if it looks good, eat it. So that's what I go by when I go to restaurants. Okay, so what's the weirdest thing you've, you've eaten already? Um, okay. Um, I've had jellyfish, which is quite, um. Je- oh, jellyfish. Not- you said jellyfish, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I thought you said shellfish. <laughs> um, oh, wow, jellyfish. Okay, so, yeah, so how's that? <laughs> Jellyfish is a weird, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like noodles with a crunch. Oh. Like, yeah. It's, it's like fatty. Like, if you take the fat part of bacon and it's cold, so it's, it's quite weird. Um, I wouldn't eat it again if I had to order it. But, mm. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, here in Washington, I had oxtail for the first time, which isn't a weird um, in some, it's not a weird place in some places, but I've, I've heard of it. I had, I had, I've had it in a Vietnamese restaurant in a soup, so I guess that's kind of the spin on it because oxtail is kind of like this um, Western um, wildlife kind of food that you find there, like in the Midwest or down in the South where they have a lot of cattle. Um, so having it in a Vietnamese soup was kind of different, or at least I thought it was. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, in Florida we have gator, wheat gator. Yeah, gator yeah. And then um, frog legs, which I'm not a fan of, but <laughs> hmm. I like gator. It's fine. Okay. Now, well, I could talk about food all day, but I, I, want, I do want to ask this last question yeah. because you, you – um, you are my food expert in this, so, so I want to ask a question that has just been been asked, and it's a great hotly debated topic, and I want to ask you your opinion on it. Pineapples sure. on a pizza. Oh, I'm so for it. Don't ever tell me I can't. The person, okay, here's the number one argument of why people say they don't like pineapple on pizza, because it's a fruit. Well, so is tomato. So tomato is on every single pizza. You can't tell me I can't put pineapple on a pizza if you have fruit on your pizza as well, you know, tomatoes. So you can put whatever you want on a pizza. I'm I'm not like, you know, leave me alone type of politics when it comes to my pizza. I can do whatever I want. I am so it's actually one of my favorite pizzas is the Hawaiian pizza. Well there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The debate is over. <laughs> 
Pineapple yep. should go on a pizza. Brittany said so. Yep. There it is. <laughs> that is the law. You matter of fact, matter of fact, just put it in an executive order that Donald Trump showed everybody. Pineapples on a pizza. So I appreciate it very much, Brittany. Thank you so much for your time. Of course, Brian. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to Miss Brittany Lopez for joining us. And so you heard it. You know, as far as pineapples on a pizza, she said, and I take it, you know, just like like she has said that pineapple should go on a pizza. Now, me personally, I'm, you know, I put pepperoni on my pizza. That's basically about it. But like I like I said in the interview, which was recorded on a Tuesday, uh, I'm not the adventurous type, but she knows more about food than I do. So I take her word for it. So I've, like I said, this is this has been the 20th episode, and I know I mentioned that probably a couple of times already. But I just want to say again, I really appreciate everyone that has been listening so far and in these past 20, and who knows how many we'll be doing if we have another another 20, be at 40 and 200 or what whatnot. Um, just right now i just appreciate everyone that has been supportive so far and has been listening and i definitely don't want to forget about my friends at the founding project definitely um you know we have all these different <clears throat> issues that are going on i think of one is in particular as far as new york now it are i guess are having a quote-unquote free college now um, in their state and it just the uh, and there's so many people especially in New York there are cheering this and like yes we're finally getting free college which the thought of, of free anything and people just feel like oh well it's free it's not free someone's paying for it it's not so and to have this mentality of thinking that things are or or entitled like college or just take your pick. It's just a lack of knowing civics. And that's what the founding project I hope would would grow to educate more citizens on civics, which that is their mission is taking civics to citizens. And I definitely just want to uh, give them a shout out uh, right now. They're on Facebook. If you, just uh, search the founding project on Facebook, and and I've if I've mentioned before, um, as soon as their website is up, and I definitely would um like to have some of them on to talk more about it. Um, but I definitely just want to make sure that um that they get a get a shout out here on Trend Chat, and we're coming up on the end of our show t- today, and we will probably we'll get things set up and like I said maybe we'll be on Politichicks this weekend um, if not this week it'll be next week and we are on our way <clears throat> right now we're in South Carolina and making our way up back up to the north up to New Jersey then back down to Texas to take part in the <clears throat> Texas Tea Party rally in Austin on Monday and definitely looking forward to being down there and um, we'll be 
back on Tuesday, probably with some interviews from that rally and other and the events going on that day. And um, so until Tuesday, I will chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Zero seven zero zero.